Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to another Al-Hadi Youth Podcast. Today, Fatima and I are joined by Sajida Sajan and Amar Farishta to discuss veganism within our community. Sajida is an optometrist by profession and is currently completing her MA in Islamic Studies at the University of Birmingham. She started her journey to a more plant-based diet nine years ago when she became vegetarian and now her diet consists of majority plant-based foods. Amar currently works in human resources and is a licensed youth mental health first aider and instructor, as well as a certified family mediator. He is also the founder of Fitzroy's Trading, training, which provides soft skills training that facilitates growth, efficiency, and harmony. Amar dived straight in and became a vegan back in 2020, and he says he hasn't looked back. Join Fatima and I and we, as we discuss the impact of meat consumption on the planet, the different types and definitions of veganism, Islamic and community aspects, as well as both Sajida and Ammar's personal journeys. This is part two of our podcast with Sajida and Ammar. So if you haven't already, please go back and listen to part one. Thank you very much. And we hope you enjoy the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that you both mentioned health as well um, as sort of your main reasons. I was actually reading a study um, that said that apparently premature mortality is um, predicted to be reduced by 20% by 2050 if everyone went vegan um, so actually it, it does have a huge effect on sort of these long-term um, you know health conditions and um, yeah like heart problems and things like that um, so yeah it's really really interesting and I think a lot more studies will be done on that um, soon um, as this is sort of becoming a more common thing yeah. um, but I think we were also, you know, talking about the the definitions and what actually is vegan um, and what's vegetarian. Um, so yeah, would you would you care to sort of yeah, from your perspective, what 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 is vegan um, and what is vegetarian like to you? So I can go first here. Um, <clears throat> so for me, vegans are people that it, it's a lifestyle. Um, they choose to protect animals wherever they can, um, be it in clothing, um, you know, in products as well, makeup, uh, cosmetics, uh, perfumes, and you know, you can find animals um, suffering in in. A lot of areas of life, um, you know, trials and make, for makeup, for example. So, vegans are people that care for animals in all aspects of their life. Um, unfortunately, while I try my best to be a vegan, I don't think I think about it when I'm um, necessarily buying clothes or, um, you know, uh, even coats nowadays. You know, you get goose feather coats that are apparently really nice. Um, and I know you can get fake goose feather as well, but I, 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 I don't think about animals necessarily um, when I'm uh, buying or purchasing clothes. Although I try to, I aspire to be a vegan. Um, so uh, vegetarians are those that um, don't eat meat, but they might eat, uh, they might have dairy, for example. Yeah. Um, they also might eat fish or they call themselves pescatarians um, if they eat fish. Um, and but I would call myself more whole food plant based. Um, okay. I do eat eggs sometimes, and I don't say that I, 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 I'm not uh, 
100% whole food plant-based, you'd find me sometimes, you know, eating the, I don't know, little chocolates here and there. Um, not a lot, I promise I don't eat too much. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, you, you know, you're in a situation and you just feel like eating it uh, in a stressful situation, particularly. Um, uh, so, yeah, so whole food plant-based means that it's not processed basically yeah. and I actually I think Amar mentioned it a, a while ago about the cost it's actually cheaper to be whole food plant-based than going to then being vegan where you buy the processed stuff because whole food plant-based is literally everything that's whole food which is yeah. much cheaper than buying the processed stuff so um, I do think that's um, something to consider as well that it's cheaper I mean, yeah, I, I think that's that's nailed it on the head. To be honest, I think I think the key difference, and I suppose you could see this as three sort of tiers, right? Um, you know, with vegetarian being sort of level one, um, and I'd say whole food, plant based is is level two, which is a, and these two are diets yeah. uh, more than anything else. But I think level three is that lifestyle change where they'll avoid wool because that comes from from animals. They'll avoid aquariums because they keep fish enclosed. They'll avoid zoos, for instance. Um, so it's, it's a whole lifestyle change. And, and I, to be honest, I, I echo what Sajid has said. I, I personally don't consider myself to be a vegan per se. Um, you know, I don't subscribe to that lifestyle. Um, you know, there are times when I might buy something which is made of, I don't know, wool or might be leather from, from an animal or, you know, it's, it's, it's been animal tested some product in some way. Um, I, I haven't really read the menu, to be honest, or read the, read the, read the products, to, sorry to be. Um, so, you know, I think as far as sort of whole food plant-based is concerned, yeah, I would say, you know, look, the vast majority of the time I am, I'd say the only exception, and Sajid's exception is, is eggs. Uh, on the odd occasion, my exception is honey. Um, so a lot of people don't realize actually, but honey is actually not vegan. So it comes from bees. Um, so, so honey is, is considered something that vegans wouldn't eat. Um, so yeah, usually honey, there's a, a lot of huge, you know, benefits of, you know, having honey and I try and source my honey usually from, uh, from abroad. Um, so we'll either have uh, honey that comes from the mountains of Pakistan, where it's generally it's sourced better and it's a bit cleaner. Um, so generally tend to have that there, there is a lot around, you know, honey being diluted as well. Um, but that's, that's just me being pedantic. Um, otherwise, yeah, usually I'll, 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 I'll have honey. Honey is my exception. Yeah. I think avocados is also not considered to be vegan. Avocados? Yeah, I read something about avocados. Stop talking now, don't <laughs> I eat avocados. I also eat honey. I live on honey, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I've, not, I've not heard that before. Uh -huh. Yeah, neither have I. Well, um, no, the, the, the point you, you mentioned about lifestyle is, is a very interesting one. And I can just imagine that for someone who let's say someone like me who is by no means a vegan has vegetarian dishes has meat dishes probably more meat than veg but to just start eating plant-based is one thing but to then lead a lifestyle where every single choice you make you're thinking about what has like what is this has this impacted an animal has there been any animal cruelty in this that must just to me it just seems like that'd be a very hard lifestyle to live I don't know what your experiences would be um if any <laughs> With regard to that, I, I agree. I think it, it, it's very, very difficult. But I also think it's it's how we should be. 
Yeah. You know, every um, every breath we take, we should be conscious about, you know, where we are, what we're doing. You know, uh, are, are we hurting anybody else or anything else? Um, and you know, and that's may, that would remind us of Allah in every breath that we take. And I, I think that's something we aspire to me. Um, although I'm nowhere near that, um, but I, I think it's 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 very very difficult, um, but very also very easy now because of the availability of so much stuff. Um, because veganism is becoming so popular, you have you you do get vegan products everywhere from shoes and handbags and makeup and all sorts, and it's very easy to source it. You don't have to look, you know. You know, you don't have to go through a lot of difficulty to find it. You just quick search online, Amazon, uh, you know, Amazon is a whole different story, but you know, it's very easily available is my point. Yeah, yeah agreed. I mean, you know, just, just to add on that, um, you know, I, was, I was reading an article the other day, the UK specifically is the second easiest country in the world to find vegan products. The easiest being the US. Um, so it, it's actually really straightforward um, if you want to just be sort of, you know, vegan, um, not sort of just whole food plant based, but you're, you don't mind the processed meat and the processed food. Um, it's, it's actually really straightforward. There's so many options now available out there. It's, it's way easier now than it was 10 years ago, as I'm, I'm sure Sajida would testify to, um, you know, and th there's a lot more sort of variety and choice. Um, so, yeah, certainly it has been, you know, a lot easier uh you know in this country um you know my experience for example of, of going abroad I, I went to karachi uh pakistan for for 10 days uh which was uh an interesting experience to say the least uh yeah you know the when when they hear that you're on a plant-based diet or you eat only veg you know they did uh they back to say um you know bimar to tum. you know like are you not sick are you are you unwell um, you know, which is usually it's 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 very difficult for them to wrap their head around. And I think being vegan in that part of the world, um, you know, is very, very difficult. Um, and frankly speaking, you know, because of the conditions that I was in, I I took it a stage down. I went to vegetarianism and I was having dairy and cream and all of that stuff because you just you just can't do without it, to be honest, over there. It's impossible. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think in the UK, we're very spoiled. It's very, very easy to, to, to be, you know, plant-based or even vegan here. Yeah. You know, I had a similar experience in France. All right. Um, when I got married, which was a long time ago, um, about nine years ago, uh, in France, um, I asked for vegetarian options and they just didn't understand the concept. <laughs> Um, I literally lived on salad and chips because they said, oh, the only vegetarian option we can give you is we won't put chicken in your salad. Um, but even their salads came with chicken. Obviously, must, things must have changed now. Um, but at that time, it was literally I was having salad and chips every day. Wow. But fun fact, Glasgow is the best vegan city in Italy. it's the vegan capital of the uk i think something like that ah, very interesting wow <clears throat> need a trip to glasgow i think <laughs> <laughs> um and i just i i just i think circling back to what i think you said sergeant correct me if i'm wrong you said there's certain instances where 
obviously you'll tone things down maybe or eat something you wouldn't necessarily eat um not to like out amar or anything but i remember when sort of we were together a, a few weeks ago um we were being served chai like standard koja chai with the standard koja milk and he took it and i asked him so if you're a vegan why are you drinking this chai he goes well if someone's offered me the chai and it's gonna go it's gonna go to waste if i don't drink it i'll just drink it regardless of what's in it is that sort of something you you'd both abide by and would say is sort of part of the vegan lifestyle to you do you think or the plant-based lifestyle to you to try and avoid a sraf wherever possible um i don't generally have musk tea um okay. personally but um I think mosque tea itself. So at the moment in Ramadan, I, I, I end up having mosque tea because I, I break my fast there. And, yeah. you know, I, I keep telling them, I said, serve green tea with your chai, you know. And, <laughs> but, you know, people would laugh at me if I say that out loud, you know, serve green tea, that would be fine. Um, I did suggest it once, you know, I said on Thursday night, just have a kettle, just of hot water, and we'll bring our own tea bags. Um, but I, I think in that situation, there is no other option unless I bring my own chai from home. Yeah, I do prefer my own chai from home, but sometimes in, you know, in Ramadan or in mosque, you feel like having chai and you just don't have another option. It's a social thing at that time. So I think it's, it's the best, you know, in every situation, you have to say, what's the best thing I can do at the moment? And sometimes, you know, you give in to, to having the dairy or, um, you know, I didn't, you know, the meat or the chicken because there's no other availability and you have to eat that. So for, I'm, I guess like I said, I'm not 100% strict. Um, I'm about 80 to 90% whole food, but sometimes on the odd occasion, like I said, I, I do have a bit of chocolate or I know there's vegan chocolate, but, you know, there's dairy milk at home because not everybody in my family is vegan. Then, you know, <clears throat> yeah i mean again just to sort of build on on, on what's been said um yeah you know that that story was 100 percent accurate and look um as as far as uh, look for me and i i alluded to this earlier when i talked about sort of my you know the origin story of all of this that you know when i you know decided to go plant-based um you know my my wife and i we didn't just chuck all the all the meat and, and dairy out right we'd, we'd consume it even though we did consider it from that point to say right we're going to do this but just to make sure that nothing went to waste yeah you know we'd, we'd consume it slowly get rid of everything and then we'd start um you know for me look if if it's you know wastage is is above everything else um for me i think that's that's really important it's it's something that i i hold very close when we talk about values that's a value that's very close to me wastage um you know uh, and so as a consequence, when I am consuming something, uh, you know, if it is vegetarian, if I happen to, so for example, I don't know, if someone has served me something, you know, they claim it's vegan, you know, I've had a bite of it, I look at the ingredients later on, it says milk or something on it, you know, look, I'm not going to have a go at them or whatever. Um, you know, it's it's fine. I've taken a bite out of it now, you know, I'll finish it off. It's not the end of the world. And later on, I tell them, I said, by the way, you know, I had milk in it, right? Um, so, you know, it's, I, I don't see it as a deal breaker per se. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have to admit though, I find it really difficult with meat though. Um, so if, if someone did, um, 
you know, give me, you know, a meat samosa and I, and I had a bite of it and it turned out to be meat, I think I would genuinely really struggle to finish that. I'm not sure whether I would or not. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I don't know. Um, yeah, because again, there's, it's, it's two conflicting values, right? It's, it's that uh, asraf and that wastage versus the whole, you know, being healthy and ensuring I know where it's being eaten from and just that knowledge of where my food has come from and you know, these two values are clashing. I genuinely, I don't know what would win. I'll be very frank with you. I haven't been put in that situation, thank goodness. Um, at least not yet. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you one thing, and this is just a shout out to my local community, Milton Keynes, um, because I know that whilst we have, you know, two lovely people, you know, or hosts who are Stanmore hosts, and we've got um, Birmingham, of course, as well, um, you know, with communities which are smaller, like Milton Keynes, um, it's, it's easier to get served, you know, customized chai, you know, um, that's how I'd like to call it. Um, so I know that, you know, I'll get my regular. Do you want black chai? I'm like, yes, please, I have black chai. And they'll know exactly how to make it because I can get that. Um, that's the advantage of, of, a, of a smaller community like Milton Keynes, um, where, where changes are a little bit easier to make, I suppose. Um, my friend, even believe it or not, the other day brought in um, uh, almond sweetened drink um, to put in my chai, which was just really nice of him. Um, but uh, it, it, was, it was a lovely gesture, having not realized that there's there is now barista oat milk, which is designed specifically for chai and coffee. Um, so yeah, but this is the thing, right? I, I think it's just, it's good to know that, you know, besides the, the taunting and the teasing and, and you know, the, the, the social, you know, dilemmas around all that, there are people who are supportive as well, you know, and there are people who understand and they care and they say, you know what, if this is your choice, that's great, we'll support it, no problem. You know, and it's, it's nice to see that sort of, you know, contrast as well. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, for future reference, please, no one give Amara meat samosa because uh, <laughs> we'll never know what happens. <laughs> yeah, please don't put me in that moral quandary. <laughs> yeah, it actually sounds like a very big moral dilemma, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, that's really interesting, and um, it, it's so good to hear that you know you have had a supportive environment as well. Um, I, I know experiences can vary hugely um and yeah i think having that is one of the benefits of a small jamaat um actually repping essex from over here um and yeah i i kind of just know like what what kind of chai everyone takes so if you are from essex and you do want to go vegan then let me know i put your back um, <laughs> uh, but yeah i actually sort of following on from that i wanted to ask um you know, like Amar, you said that Sajida was the one who sort of inspired you um, to start thinking about this in the first place. Um, do you think we could get to a point um, within our communities, um, even from like a, an Islamic perspective as well, um, in a few years time, maybe more than a few years time, um, <laughs> where sort of um, this sort of diet, this plant-based um, whole food diet is something that's you know common and actually eating meat is is rare or not even a whole food plant-based diet strictly but you know just eating less meat um do you think that will become less of a common thing in our communities um could I, it happen I, I think it can um and I think we I mean I I, I speak for Birmingham Jamaat um you know we have a vegetarian option in almost all meals, whenever there's meals, generally speaking, there's always a vegetarian option. Um, you know, for example, in Ramadan now we're having iftar every day and every day there's a vegetarian option. 
not necessarily vegan. And again, back to your question, sometimes like today, I think they use butter to cook, um, but you know, you don't, well, I guess I can't say you don't have an option because you have an option not to go to the mosque. Um, but also for the social aspect and, you know, everything that, you know, you do want to go to most to eat. Um, so you have to give up a little bit and compromise. Um, but again, like Amar said, I wouldn't go for the meat, um, but I have a vegetarian. So I think we've done the first step. The next step is to increase the amount of veg vegetarian food that's available. Because what happens now is only the vegetarians are served the vegetarian food. It mm. doesn't come out as a you know, together with the meat. Um, so I think we've done step one. The next step would be to increase the amount of vegetables because a lot of meat eaters also want to eat ve vegetarian food. You know, everybody around me always asks, oh, can I have some, can I have some? And obviously, I, I, you know, you do give it to them. Um, but, you know, oh, I, I've seen over time the amount of vegetarian food that's coming out has increased as well in Birmingham, Vermont. So I think... In a few years time, it should be almost at least half of the meat eating, meat um, equivalent, and then maybe on, maybe beyond that. But I think it comes from grassroots pressure. Yeah. Um, I do think Birmingham Jamaat changed because they had grassroots pressure, um, you know, I, I, I was I was sitting, I was an office bearer of Birmingham Jamaat at one point and I was like, I have to have my vegetarian food. And, you know, that led to the Jamaat realizing that actually we do have more than five people in the Jamaat that are vegetarian. Um, a lot of them are vegan, some of them have um, less meat. So, you know, from then the vegetarian option came, but I think if there is grassroots pressure, the Jamaat will change. So. Put pressure yeah. on your demands. Yeah, um, I mean, just to sort of, I suppose, give a, um, a Milton Keynes perspective on all of this. I mean, interestingly enough, I I believe that you know true change can only come if you're you know utilizing your power, um, and there is grassroots power, and there's there's political power as well. Um, so you know, a, a community as small as ours, the proportion of uh, people who want a vegetarian diet may be similar, but the amount who will be vocal about it yeah. in terms of just quantity, not proportion, will be very minimal. Um, and so as a consequence, it can be a real uphill battle. I think, you know, being, uh, you know, a secretary of, you know, Milton Keynes Jamaat at the moment, I have considerable say around, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so, you know, look, as far as things like, for example, the Baroque is concerned, look, I've not really been fussed at all, right? I've just, I've just kept quiet, very frankly speaking. But for Shahar Ramadan, you know, things were a little bit different. So just to, to give you an idea, usually we'd never have a veg option whatsoever, right? None. Um, this year, however, out of the uh, eight iftars that we are doing, uh, because we have a sort of a hybrid program, some of them are online, some of them are at mosque. Uh, so a proportion of the programs that we're doing at mosque, eight of them, uh, of those iftars, uh, three of them are going to be plant-based, um, which is really nice. Um, vegan as well, specifically. Um, so, so not vegetarian per se, but vegan. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, yes, that's that's kind of what we're doing this year, which is just a little bit different. Um, and uh, yeah, required a lot of lobbying, a lot of lobbying, a lot of convincing, um, you know, really trying to get, um, you know, people on board with the idea, which is, which is uh, an uphill struggle at times. Yeah, an uphill struggle at times. 
Um, so yeah, I think, um, you know, just to answer your question though, in terms of where I think the community is going to be, look, I think there's a side of me that is very pragmatic and pessimistic about this as well. To say that, you know, old habits die hard. Uh, I think generally, you know, the Koja community in general tend to be the late adopters to trends. Um, you know, so things like recycling still doesn't exist at many centers, polystyrene cups, still very much a normal thing. Um, you know, it's, it's a trend that is just ubiquitous across the spectrum, right? And um, I think this is no exception. That's the pragmatic sort of pessimistic side of my brain. Um, the optimistic side, however, which generally I tend to fall for, um, you know, to my own uh, demise sometimes, um, you know, states that, you know, I think, I think the younger generation is different. Yeah. Um, and I think our generation is a lot more open-minded uh, and a lot more considerate about the different options. I think they're a hell of a lot more conscious about the planet than the older yeah. generation was, naturally so. And as a consequence, I think they're a lot more mindful about what's on their plate. Um, and so as a consequence, I think there is hope for change. And I think, you know, for me, that change will be gradual. I think any change to take place has got to be gradual. I don't expect people to, you know, to, to drop their, their chicken wings overnight. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, but I think uh, sort of a middle road would be for people to, you know, to reduce their meat consumption, I would say specifically um, anything that comes from cows. Um, and, you know, I think that the second thing in all of this is just to be more mindful, just to be more conscious about what's on your plate. That would be the two things that I would, you know, sort of expect or hope from, you know, in our community moving forward in the next decade or so. Yeah. And that's really, that's really powerful and inspiring. And I think, like you say, smaller Jamaat's probably, it, it's it's a bit easier. A Jamaat like Stanmore, it's probably like talking to a brick wall. I don't know. Um, mm. But we have to try, as you say. Yeah, um, you'd be surprised how much both Jamaat's have in common when it comes to meat. You'd be surprised, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can still see that being similar, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I think the closest we've come to vegetarian at Stanmore is when we have a wedding, there's always that one plate of vegetarian served right at the back. I think that's probably the closest we've got. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I am I am quite mindful of the time. And I think it's been over an hour, but there's just sort of a, a couple more points I wanted to discuss. And something that you mentioned, Saj, that which I thought would be really beneficial to, beneficial to explore, because I think you mentioned that not everyone in your family is plant based. Is that right? So how how have you found that? Because I imagine that for most people listening, maybe want to they want to sort of go on this journey, maybe try and quit meat for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it is. That family aspect is probably something holding them back. So yeah. I'd just be interested to hear your thoughts on how um, that. So I, I, I do live with my in-laws. Okay. Um, and whilst we don't cook meat or chicken at home, um, my in-laws, for example, we eat meat and chicken outside the house or mm. um, when they go to other people's houses or even when we go for takeaway. Um, so in that case, you know, there's a lot of support at home. We all eat mm. the same, same meal. That, um, my husband is also um, similar to me in terms of diet. So he, but although he, he does eat meat very, very, very occasionally, um, also for social aspects. So I have a lot of support at home, okay. um, but 
my in-laws, for example, will drink cow's milk. Um, they will um, bring desserts and stuff home that will have cream or dairy in it. Um, so that's the only thing that I will find at home. I don't find anything else um, at home. So my, my, I have a lot of support. I, I, I don't know the experience of not having your other half. I know I do have people that cook. I, I mean, I know of people that cook two meals because you know their husbands are vegetarian or their wives are uh, their their husbands are meat eaters or their wives are meat eaters, um, and and so they have to cook two meals because I, I would think that would be quite hard so maybe rather than giving up meat for a whole week you want to aim to maybe give it up once a week even I know people that had meat at every meal um, some of my uni friends I remember him telling me oh I have to have meat meat or egg at every single meal so three times a day I have to have it even in his noodles he would put meat Wow. You know, the, you know, the ready made noodles you get, he would add some kind of animal product to it. Because um, he said, I don't, I can't enjoy a meal without chicken or meat. So, you know, coming from that, I think it's, it's all about taking small steps, not to overwhelm yourself. Um, do it one meal at a time, one day at a time. Um, and if, you know, just, just reduce it. So the only thing I need to I need to add is if you do go plant-based, you need to be careful of your vitamin B12 levels. Okay. Um, so just be, because vitamin B12 is one of the things you don't get from plant-based food. So you have to supplement. Um, so just, you know, if anybody gets inspired to become vegan, watch your B12 levels supplement. Um, but yeah, I think small steps is the key. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree that, that that definitely makes sense. If someone's looking to maybe try and go a bit more plant-based, it, it probably makes more sense to try and get everyone's buy-in for one day rather than do yeah. what they can uh, as much as they can and probably feel a bit isolated within the household. Um, yeah. But was was when, sort of when you started your journey to being vegetarian in the first place, was that the same back then or has it sort of household has sort of adapted to you kind of thing? So my husband makes fun of me because I became vegetarian um, in, in our engagement period. Okay. I used to live in Birmingham. I was studying in Birmingham. And then I went to Dubai to live with my brother about five months before I got married. And in those five months, I became vegetarian. Um, but prior to that, I used to live on chicken and chips. <laughs> so my husband was like, when I met you, <laughs> you were fine. <laughs> and now suddenly I have to give all of this up. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, he, he does mean it as a joke um, because he himself, you know, did um, a blood cell uh, analysis with my brother. And he saw the difference from, you know, when he came from Birmingham to see me in Dubai um, how his blood was and then a week later after staying you know um, with us how his blood changed as well um, so he also bought into the idea so we were although we were eating a lot of vegetarian junk food um, we were still vegetarian mostly um, and now it's just on the odd occasion when he you know for a social sometimes he eats a small piece of meat but otherwise he, he's always been vegetarian with me I think that's a really interesting point um, about, you know, doing things gradually as well and 
you know the once a week thing i mean for those of us who are um, yeah maybe not ready to um go all the way um vegan or you know even just fully plant-based um and yeah actually that kind of brings in this idea of um i think it's called flexitarianism um so you're kind of like you don't have meat um more um yeah basically people trying to reduce their meat consumption um and i guess for those um conscientious about the planet um that is projected to be one of the main drivers of sort of reducing demand um in the meat industry is that um not it's not actually veganism but it's this flexitarianism that will um yeah so maybe if we can all try to aim to eat a little bit less meat <laughs> then yeah that might that might also help our overall situation but that is really insightful to hear about um your experiences and and how how you managed to make that transition um yeah i'd be really interested to hear about your experiences amar yeah and sorry just to clarify that the question is this purely from a from a family perspective is what you were saying right in terms of whether family has been supportive yeah i i think in in my mind i'm just thinking of someone who maybe wants to try and stop eating less meat it's just well if you're at home and your parents cooking you dinner for example you just sort of just you've got to eat what's there right it's 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 a bit harder to make that effort and that choice yourself you're sort of tied into what others are doing um but i suppose that's maybe that's something for when you're a bit younger when you're a bit older you can sort of make the choices easier um yeah yeah absolutely no you're quite right and you know what? i think i think with this you know the one who holds the power in the kitchen is is the one who wields the power when it comes to what you're going to eat yeah. Um, which is why usually when I'm when I'm talking to people, usually, you know, and the vast majority of the time, you know, nine out of 10, you know, and that's anecdotal evidence is, you know, it's it's usually the wife who's got the control of the kitchen uh, in our communities anyway. And so, you know, when I do talk about a diet, it's usually towards the women in our community, believe it or not, because if you're going to convince their minds, then usually the husbands follow suit. Um, but, you know, having said that, um, what's really interesting I think it's it's even more challenging when you're in a relationship where you've got sort of two you know different people you know if you've got a wife who's veg or plant based you know husband who's meat or the other way around I think I think that's a real challenge. Um, having said that, you know, look, I I think it's really important to try and and explain to others your your reasons why you've done this and understand you know just how passionate you are about this yeah you know for me the initial sort of you know when I, when I was first explaining it to family I think one of the first things that was said it was oh this is just a fad you know if you come if you go they're just trying something now after two weeks it's back to meet again it's not a problem uh you know but two years later that's not been the case right that mm -hmm. continues on um and this is the thing you know for us it's about um you know just being uh really clear around your motives being very clear about your reasons and how that links into your personal values uh and i think the moment you do that i think there becomes a recognition that you know what this this we're in this for the long haul and if we are in this for the long haul then we need to be supportive um you know and i i you know i find that with my family anyway you know i, I find my my family supportive but skeptical um is is how i would put it um so yeah, they would 
you know, but they, they are still supportive. So for example, when I go to my, you know, my parents' place, you know, to have a meal, uh, you know, usually we'll bring something with us. Um, you know, my wife and I will, will bring something with us to eat. Um, they may sort of cook something that's also plant-based as well sometimes. Um, if they come to our place, it's usually purely plant-based. So they'll eat what we're having because it'll be a bit of a change to what they're usually having. Um, so, you know, it, it complements each other in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, I would always advocate for people to, you know, that if you're going to do it, I think being pragmatic, I think that's the very first thing. You've got to have an understanding of the situation that you're in. And based on that situation, make the appropriate changes. For me, you know, because it was just my wife and I, um, in a flat in Milton Keynes, we could, and we were both convinced. In fact, she was convinced 20 minutes into the documentary. I had to wait till the end of the documentary because I wasn't quite ready to give up prawns yet. Um, you know, that was sort of our, our journey. And because it was just the two of us, we could do it together and we could yeah. afford to make that choice from meat to straight veg or straight sort of, a, you know, whole food plant-based. Um, for other people, that may not be the case. And that's, that's okay. All I would say is, you know, that change can be gradual. That's not a problem. That's not the end of the world. Again, just it's about being more mindful and just reducing your consumption of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, some really interesting points there and um, lots to think about. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, yeah, maybe we should wrap up, but any final comments? Um, yeah, just on, on the topic generally, anything you have to say to our listeners? Uh, go on, then I'll start. Um, so look, um, I think if there's if there's one thing that I would I would take away from all of this, um, in terms of just being uh, being plant based, uh, you know, considering going, uh, you know, having more greens in your diet, I would I would say you know two things. Firstly, um, again, just being more mindful about what's on your plate, yeah. having variety. I think in your plate is, is so, so critical. Um, and, and getting that variety of nutrition is really important. Um, I think what Sajida mentioned earlier about the B12, yes, absolutely vital. Um, you will find every single nutrient in a whole food plant-based diet, except that one. Um, but having said that, with a, a consciously varied diet, um, you know, you can really work wonders. Um, so I, I think there is, there's, there's a lot that can be said there. Um, but I think the other thing um, around it is, you know, don't knock it till you try it. I'd say just have a go, even if it's just a day, a week, a couple of weeks. Um, if you want suggestions, you know, happy to give those suggestions. Um, you know, we'd be more than happy to support. Um, but yeah, just give it a go. You'd be surprised at just the, the, the um you know, the consequences and the, you know, and, and the overall results that you get, it's, it's yeah. quite tremendous. It's really interesting. Um, so yeah, by all means, just give it a go, you know, be, be fearless and, and go for it. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to add to that. Uh, definitely 100% if, you know, if anybody wants support, suggestions, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm available, you'll find me everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, I'm not on Twitter um whatsapp wherever um just give it a go one meal um one day anything um but i also wanted to say is don't give up meat as in don't try to make your vegetarian food taste like meat mm. um 
as in don't aspire to eat vegetarian food that tastes like meat because a lot of the stuff that tastes like meat is probably processed and you don't want to aspire to that you want to eat vegetarian food for the you know the variety of tastes the colors um, and vegetarian food as vegetarian food um, there's plenty of options available but um, don't aspire for your vegetarian food to taste like meat. Try the vegetarian food for itself. Um, you know, I'm, I make burgers, I make kebabs and everything from whole food. And um, I don't expect it to taste like meat. It just looks like meat uh, sometimes. Um, so I, I think that's a, because a lot of people are like, oh, but this doesn't even taste like meat. But I don't expect it to taste like meat because it's vegetarian. Um, but yeah, there's so much available. There's so many recipes. There's now, uh, I've seen a vegan Iranian, a vegan Pakistani, a vegan Afghani, like all these recipes online that are available of everything from like gulab jamun, rasmalai, you know, like, um, I don't know, there's, there's just so much available online. So have a go, give it a try. Um, and then let us know, tag us in your recipes. <laughs> That's brilliant advice um, from both of you. Very, very inspirational. Um, yeah, I guess there's no better time than now, right? Um, to try it um, with, you know, all of the stuff that's available, especially if you're in the UK. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, I guess with that, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, it's been a really interesting conversation and um, yeah, inshallah, it'll give us all lots to think about. Um, but yeah, thank you both so much for, for your time. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Um, and for any of our listeners who maybe do want to get in touch, um, I mean, maybe may, may do let us know and then we can obviously pass on messages if, if that is, of course, uh, appropriate. Um, and thank you again, uh, both Sajda and, and Amar for, for being present on this podcast. We've obviously learned a, a great deal. Um, we've talked for a very long time and the time has gone by very quickly. Um, just shows how interesting the conversation was. Um, so thank you very much. Um, and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.